What's going on, everybody? You've got the Cardboard Coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. I am your friendly neighborhood cartel providing the coffee that made us late today. My beautiful Motown Records mug purchased at the Motown Records Hall of Fame. I'm going to take a sip here. There you go. And then we're going to watch the market burn, Brendan. It is a jam-packed episode of Cardboard Coaches today, folks. We are kicking this 4th of July off. By the way, happy holidays to our American listeners. We just had Canada Day out here in, in Canada as well, July 1st. And July 1st also marked another important date in the hobby. That date being the date in which PSA said that they were going to open their doors to submissions. Now, they aren't fully opened, but they did, however, include a new tier that wasn't there on June 30th. And that tier is the Express tier. Now, this, this tier has been there in the past. When we subbed with our uh, Express um, in November or in February, it was $75 US a card. Um, when they closed, when they were beginning to limit the amount of orders they had coming in, they increased it to 150. Now, when they open their doors, it's sitting at $200 a card. How do we feel about this? Um, I've seen Nat Turner talk about this, um, ironically enough, on a, a sports card investor video which someone recommended to me, but I only watched it because Nat Turner was on it. Um, and I can give you my, my two cents <laughs> on that, but I want to know what you think about a $200 express order. I like how you covered yourself there and uh, I have to made you know? it clear. You're not casually watching sports card. Investing. No, 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 no. It's definitely not in the subscribed. <laughs> you said, you said the word tier like 20 times. I'm going to say it the 21st time because there's collector tiers are falling and accumulating into standing puddles of water. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's Man. certainly. We were, we were scratching our heads for like quality cards at 75 per, you know? Well, that's, uh, look, there's, there's plenty of cards that have probably been sitting around that someone uh, can justify spending $200 on if you're confident. But there's probably not a ton. And I'm already hearing, uh, I'm hearing back from some collectors who had some big plans on some cards they were going to try a Beckett higher tier. They were going to wait for PSA. It's, and it's just, it's, it's not uh, necessarily cost effective. Um, but I, I bet you there's going to be a ton of cards coming in over the next oh. little while at the $200 tier. Um, sure. Um, but uh, I mean, it was to be expected. I think all the other tiers, once they roll out, uh, it kind of gives you an indication of what they're thinking. Yeah. Right. So like you said, that that is a big. That is uh, what was so. Was it 75, 150, 200? 75, 150, 200. So this is four times February. So you can start doing some math potentially on so the the big question is: Will there still be a quote unquote value tier? So um, and this is why it's actually kind of cool that I watched this video. Yeah, you really oh. turned the tables on me, Brendan. You you did a lot of uh, viewing. Yeah, well, I did a lot of curling up in the corner rocking back and forth yeah no, that's yeah not true. that's not true i've been buying and selling on ebay and on other platforms because the market is still alive but we'll get to that later so tell us what you saw brendan tell yeah us for sure so during this interview um jeff wilson asks nat turner good old uh, jeff wilson he was asking him it was about a week ago that this video was posted and uh happened to watch it today and he was talking about or he asked him what his plans are for July 1st. Cause this is pre July 1st. And he said uh, that something is going to open up, but he's not sure if it's going to be a price increase. And he's not sure if every tier is going to open up. Um, but he said his intention, first of all, I really like what he said uh, in response to Jeff asking him if this influx of cards being graded <laughs> is because a lot of people are sending in cards that shouldn't be graded. And Nat Turner was very quick to say that there is, uh, I mean, if you love a card, there is no such thing as a card that shouldn't be graded. Uh, he's like, realistically, some cards are in really rough shape. Which, um, which again, which 
And he's like, especially for a modern card, if you're sending in a card with in really rough shape, chances are you probably shouldn't be grading that. But he's like, in the case of, of cards that bring nostalgia or bring joy or, you know, like if, if it's your favorite player and that's the only rookie card you have, you can't tell someone what they can and cannot grade. Yeah, which, um, which, he the, discussed, which he discussed with Jeremy Lee as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been yeah. so clear and about that. So the that. reason why I tie it back into that, though, is because he said his intention is still, once everything gets uh, finalized, like once they actually finally catch up on their orders, the goal is to have $20 value submissions come back. He said he's, there, he's like, he said that he is personally one of these collectors that wants to submit a bunch of cards still. And he's like, I have no intention of doing that for any less than $20 um, I, yeah. um, or any more than $20. He's like, uh, some of the sets I just want to complete. Like it has nothing to do with like resale value or whatever, but I just want them in a PSA holder, right. which is kind of like my mentality when I first started, right? Like I was like, I just want PSA. I just want like, not necessarily PSA cards, but I do want them in, in a holder. I want them to be kind of um sheltered for life in a way right and i mean early on i was buying psa sixes and i just i, I didn't really kind of care i mean i obviously respected the 10 and the nine and all the other shit but like it was more so about the this is now solidified as this grade and this is like it's it was just yeah. it, it's just cool to have right um and uh, and, and logically and organizationally they should have that set up and that it's good to know that they're going to do that. And I figured because you don't want to take away that income. And second of all, that, that base in the hobby is always going to be there. They're like everything you've just explained. Okay. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. I cannot believe that this is one of the big arguments in the hobby. It's not even an argument because people are just deaf to it. They don't want to, they don't even want to hear it. It's just these, these assholes in, in, in the hobby, that's what I'm going to call them, who just want to sit on their high chair and say, oh, these, these peasants yeah. have sent in this garbage. How dare they? By the way, some of these, hot, these high chair assholes, these, I, I've seen these reveals from these big companies of the 2019-20 the, the or 2018-19 LeBron revolution cards. They sent in like 200 at a time. Give me a break. Um, this is not the issue of the consumer making his decision based on a product that's available to send in whatever he wants. This is about the company and the company organizationally should be able to create a, a stream where the $20 value stuff, which is typically stuff they grade all the time. It's faster to grade an Acuna update than it is to grade uh, a 1950s Mickey Mantle. It's, it's much easier to grade a 2019-20 basketball card than some obscure hockey card from the 70s or 80s, okay? So it's a faster stream. You get it into that stream. You take advantage of your AI technology. I, I would think that's the whole point, right? That's supposed to make things faster, and it's supposed to be selective in its use. I don't think you can apply AI technology to, to the Gretzky rookie card, for example, which has so many condition-sensitive issues yeah. in it. Um, so yeah, that, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know why that's such a huge topic in the hobby that they got to keep that stream open. It sounds like they will keep that stream open. It's doable. I'm, I'm just excited that, I mean, again, like I know we're still waiting, but at, at the end of the day, one of the things that, and this will tie into like one of the topics of discussion we have later on, which is like, you know, how is the market doing ultimately I mean, I, I think they're just trying to push out people who aren't in it, like at for collecting, you know what I mean? Like who they're, yeah. they're trying to make it increasing more, increasingly more difficult who are for people who are just trying to make this about money. And, and I'm going to say this, I don't mind those people. Yeah. Those people, I mean, those people are the people that tend to buy too high for me. You need a healthy, you need a healthy balance of both, right? Those, like, those are the people that don't know much what's about, about, about what's going on. And, you know, some of them might want to know, and you can kind of share that and be in a position where you kind of have a guinea pig to play with in terms of w what you want to tell them in terms yeah. of what, what they might want to buy. Like it's, it's fine. Everybody has a starting point at some point. Um, but if it's truly someone who doesn't, who doesn't care at all and is just in it for the money, you, you it's a part of any market. 
Yeah, 100%. And they're going to come and go anyways. A lot of them, I already said a couple of shows ago, they've, they've already gone. Yeah. They've already moved on to comic books. They've already moved on to tickets. They've already moved on. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it was like the, like the big crypto, big NFT boom, right? Like the top shot. Like, I mean, there's just not much talk of, of either of those things right and, now. And today, July 4th, I promise you, there are hundreds, if not thousands of new entrants into the hobby. I couldn't agree uh, search, more. Search, searching around eBay. Um, maybe they're wealthy and bored. Uh, see what I can do with this $10,000. I'm going to start messing around, making some choices. God knows where they're getting their information from. Probably Jeff Wilson. So that's, that's what's happening right now. People are coming, people are going. Um, I wanted to take a moment to talk about our subs, Brendan. So, uh, and especially when, when, if we do some reveals, uh, in the upcoming months, because I, I think we still have a ton of time to wait. I think we got at least, especially on the big, the big value one, the, the ultra modern. Yeah. yeah. I think we got like three months at least. But we didn't, we, we, we didn't, we didn't do what's been doing done. We have some very unique submissions. I know. All, we are all over the place. Oh man. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, don't I'm not me worried. I, I, I went, I went ham on 2020 tops. I'll admit it because it's a product I, I, I went ham on. Uh, but outside of that, it's not like we 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 didn't send in a, a ton of Jordans. We didn't send in a ton of Lubov. We didn't. We are all over the place. We have some oh, yeah. interesting stuff, and we're not the only ones who did that. We're not special. There is some really cool stuff coming back from PSA right now. There's some really unique slabs. There's cards that in the past were not getting slabbed, and now we're going to have them in a variety of grades, and they're going to be available. It's yep. exciting. That's cool, and people are going to be ready to buy them. There's going to be <laughs> hockey players that were overlooked. You're, you're going to have the, the Shea Theodore market and there's plenty of collectors and they're just not a lot. Did I say, did I say his name right? Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. Not, there's not a lot of slabs out there. You're going to have a bunch. Um, I, I sent in a, a, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the 20, the, the 20, the, the 1920 hockey class got a lot sexier this year. I know. And if, and if, Jack, Hughes, if Jack Hughes performs next year, it's going to get even sexier. It's funny. Um, I was I was just looking up a a, a Bowman first um, Machado this morning, mm -hmm. just for shits and giggles because he just hit two home runs, and uh, a PSA ten of that base Bowman first goes for like hundred and sixty bucks, and I'm like, dude, I subbed like four of them. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, there's 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 because they're not they're not the prevailing popular cards, so. All of a sudden, there's going to be a lot more Adam Foxes. There's going to be a lot more Machados. There's going to be, there's all sorts of unique stuff coming oh, back, yeah. which is really exciting. And so if you read, so look, uh, look uh, a lot of the hobby news now is filtering through these popular IG pages. We got to shout them out again, card porn. I don't know if I'm shutting them out. I'm just, I'm just mentioning card porn. Yeah. Also, I like to say card and I like to say porn a lot. So card porn does me this favor, allows me to combine my two of my favorite words. And uh <laughs> And, you know, so we're getting a lot of stuff filtered through them, but now we're getting like hardcore numbers. They, 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 they put up this post. I saw that the PSA the past, post, the past, the, the past few months of grading, how many, the sheer amount of cards, what that what was one was. month, by the way, dude, that was just June. And what did you notice? So, so when you, sw when you slide through those, those slides and you see the Jordans and you see which cards are getting graded, the 2020 Lubobs. So, um, so look, Go back in time to the junk wax era. Uh, those card companies knew what they're doing. You, you ever like look at the Jordans? Like there are so many different Jordan inserts and base cards. Every set, every skybox set, every top set, every uh, every, every one of these hoop sets has twenty five different Jordan cards in them. It's even more intense than what we saw with Wayne Gretzky in hockey. And by the way, no one's been running to grade all their Gretzkys the same way they have with the Jordans. I graded a few. Yeah. That may that may happen. You sent in some Gretzky's? Yeah. Why did, I didn't see that. From the nine from the the nineteen ninety nineteen ninety set. The, right, the right, right. Okay. Bowl, so yeah, the Bowman ones. And again, people are gonna start. We're gonna see a Gretzky influx for yeah. sure, but it's nowhere near what we're seeing with Jordan. No. So, uh, that's kind of like the repetition of history. And and you hear people they're like, I opened my closet. I had this stack of Jordan cards. They got them all graded. They're sixes, sevens, eights, nines, tens. Um, it's it's a it's a repetition of of history. Like there was there's there were too many Jordans, and now there's too many Jordan flaps. Yeah. And uh, you know what? They they had their time in the sun. There's going to be a dip. Let there be a dip. Okay. So this it, actually transitions perfectly into the Chris Hoge podcast that I watched with Ken Gold. Right. Which which again you have shamed me for not watching. 
You know, it's okay. I just, I, I, I never want to get caught off guard again. So now you make me spend my I love it. I love it. There you go. Know? One, one bout of shaming and you level up, you bring your game up. Can I, That's can it. I just drop what I, what I, how that, like how that ties in kind of, well, let's start talking about golden and, and let's do it. So the reason why golden is relevant, I mean, aside from the fact that he owns a very promising auction house um, or did, does he, he actually sold it. Uh, he, he sold it to the owners of PSA. So uh, what is it? Collectors holding color. What is, what is the parent company of PSA? Um, we gotta, know, something like that. We got to get this right. Yeah. We want to be on point here. We, oh, yeah. we went through the whole thing previously with, uh, with CCG and CGC. I know, I know, I know. Um, PSA. Well, maybe you can start, maybe you can start talking. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So um, it's the, anyway, Golden <laughs> Auctions has been acquired by the owners of PSA. Collector's Universe. There you go. Collector's Universe. Um, and so this is kind of cool slash, I mean, we can talk about the ramifications of this, but uh, essentially now PSA owns or the Collector's Universe owns a grading company and also owns Golden Auctions. So, I mean, they can grade the cards and then they get sent to their auction house. And I mean, so they're making profits from both end now. Um, so as a result of that, I mean, Ken Golden's kind of a big deal and uh, he was on Chris Hoge's podcast. And, um, and Golden has always been a big deal for many decades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. he's, he's definitely the big deal right now. One, 100%. And that's why he's probably going to get his own TV show. <laughs> um, and they asked him about the, well, first of all, they had noticed that there were significantly less cards at this auction versus other auctions in the past. And Ken Golden was kind of talking about how 18 months straight basketball was like the sport to buy and it's only natural that basketball starting to cool and unfortunately because we're using basketball as the marker for sports cards we assume that the entire sports card market has cooled and he's like that's not necessarily the case he's like i've actually personally requested that my team go out and get more baseball because i think baseball is going to be the next one to come up um, and we've kind of seen that with respect to, I mean, the increase in Tatis, the increase in Shohei, the increase in Vlad, right? Like these are cards that, I mean, are big in baseball, but are actually big in, in terms of the overall sports hobby right now. If you have a short printed Vlad, I'm sure that would do really, really, really well. If you have a short printed Shohei, that would do really, really well. I know that on the weekend, two Shohei's closed for over 25,000 a piece. Um, so I mean, these are, are baseballs coming back. And um, he also was asked um, about the Jordans. And he, he talked about how at one point they had, he said that 10 Jordans or no, I think it was 20 Jordans have gone to golden auctions in the last 18 months. And he talked about how that's roughly 18% of the overall market. And he's like, as a result of everyone wanting, all the people who wanted to sell Jordans have now sold Jordans. And he thinks that over the next few, whether years or a decade, that finding a 10 Jordan is going to be harder and harder to come by. That the people who now own Jordans are now going to hold the Jordans for a while. And one of the reasons why we saw such a volatility in the market is because everyone was saw, seeing the prices that these Jordans were going for. And that was like their, their selling point, but that was someone else's buying point. So now, yeah. now you're going to see, I mean, it's going to be a lot less likely that you see two, two Jordans on sale at the same time, for instance, it just made there. it seem like it was an everyday card when it's really not. And, th and there's a counterpoint to that, the, what you brought up earlier about the people that are just in this to, to flip and make money. You know, people want to talk about collectors. Let's talk about collectors. Collectors are putting stuff away. Yeah. Um, we all, we, I think we all know at least one. I, I have that guy uh, who's hopefully listening. He usually listens to us. Uh, I'll talk to him on IG later today, who will not sell a damn thing. And will accumulate and put stuff in his closet. And I know that that's a wonderful feeling because I, I too am a collector. 
I am uh, going to embark uh, out on potentially picking up a comic grail very soon. And I'm not going to, and it's funny because the person I'm talking to is like, oh, you're going to flip this. You're going to make money on it. I'm like, you know what, man, that's, that's your own narrative in your head. That's getting put away. Um, we don't know that. We don't know when people are putting stuff away, but there's plenty of people who've been buying these high-end Jordans and they're putting them away. Uh, that being said, uh, let's, let's, before diving in deeper, let's just talk about the basic concept here. So PSA has, so Collector's Universe. Collector's Universe is like the WWE universe, yeah. isn't it? Uh, just less, just with less Hulk Hogan and less Steve Austin. I mean, there's, and, more, uh, there's actual Hulk though. Who, who is the Hulk Hogan of Collector's <laughs> Universe? Who is the Stone Cold? Who's, what is Kenny Golden? What is Ken Golden? He's in, like, he's like Vince McMahon. Is, is, who is the Vince McMahon? Is Kenny <laughs> Golden? Is Miss, Mr. Golden? Is Mr. McMahon? He seems too. He seems like too too easy going though. I don't know, man. It's got to be know. someone. It's got to be someone who's just really strange and um. It could. It could. It could be Nat. Nat Turner is no. No, doesn't strike me as a a, a Vince McMahon. No. Maybe Nat. Nat Turner is the Triple H trying to put this all together. But this is getting pretty deep for the pro wrestling yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, anytime mergers like, well, is it a merger? It's not really a merger. It's just it's a, a straight like a up takeover, purchase. man. It's just a straight up. But again, vibe. having having been here all these years, man, it's like when Beck, even when Beckett started grading, you realize it's a it's a price guide, and now they're grading, and they're going to be putting prices of the graded car. And that seems like a conflict of interest. Now you've got an auction house associated with the top slab company. They push that slab company. Um, they they already only accept from what BGS, SGC, and PSA. PSA, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it would ever happen. Yeah. But your brain starts like, well, maybe it'll just be PSA, and maybe that will hurt the market share for these other grading companies. But th that's starting again into speculation. But even beyond yeah. the speculation, it is it is a bit of a conflict of interest. There are other large auction houses that do their business in certain ways, depending, for example, where they set up shop, which state, what the state laws are, um, that have a hand in their auctions a little deeper than would make one comfortable. So I don't know, man, some people frame it that's cool because they, it's weird. We start, like, like I said, with the WWE universe, we're, we're making WWF superstars out of these people. Matt Turner, Kenny Golden, we're, that's that's an interesting thing. I think it's fun, but but also it's like, wait a minute, this is sports cards based on sports. Uh, why we should not be putting individual business players on pedestals here? I don't think that's where we're supposed to be going with all of this. I gotta but, admit, I was a little worried when I heard about it initially, mainly because um, I mean, I'm sure everyone's kind of worried about the grades that they're going to receive, just based on like what you're seeing everyone else and like. It's, it's obviously going to, it's got to be at the back of your head, like pop control, you know, like it's, even yeah, if it's not, even if it's not verbalized, you know, like, I'm not yeah. saying that it's, it's going to happen, right? Like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying that like, I, I, it, the, that ugly, ugly, you know, per, uh, devil on your shoulder, like talking negatively in your ear occasionally, right? Let, let's get specific. Do you think, okay. Like, take a moment, right? Because yeah. this, this is a deep conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there will be, you know, emotional reactions, but then you'll stop and think. So is it is the concern more about pop control? Now, I have several counters to pop control over and over, because if pop control really was a thing, would they have let a card like the Acuna bat, uh, bat up get to 18,000? It's going to hit 20,000. Um, if, if, you know, and... The, the, the bigger issue is this, is it pop control or is it the creeping thought that there will be preferential treatment, right? So- Yeah, well, that's kind of what I, I, I maybe didn't articulate it properly, you know? Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to figure out. Do you, is, is, is the creeping thing you have in your head that, you know, it's gonna affect me on a specific individual level because there's gonna be pop control or is it going to affect me on a specific level because someone's going to have a better shot at a certain kind of look we're living in a in a hobby community where Steve Aoki can park his Bentley across three parking spaces at the PSA headquarters 
I'm not trying to be a, uh, you know, there, there's so many words getting tossed around for people who quote unquote complain these days. But, um, you know, I'm, I, I don't really care about parking spots. I'm trying to paint a picture here. He's, he's parking his Bentley across three parking spots at PSA headquarters, walking in and walking out. Do we all even have that? Could we even dream of having that accessibility? Um, so, so is the thought that there's going to be preferential treatment? Because that's harder for me to fight back on. That's, that's easier for me to just sit there and say, you might be, you might have something. Yeah. As far, as far, as far as overall pop control, I don't think so. And, and, you know, Nat Turner has been pretty clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, I, I, now that I'm, I'm actually like allowing it to digest, I mean, I definitely, the preferential treatment is probably the biggest issue. Um, that I would, I think that like could be. Um, well, we, we saw it with, with, with the, that example of Beckett and Logan Paul. Now that's not an open and shut case yeah. that he gets a card that was graded lower, but all of a sudden he gets his grubby hands on it and it has a higher grade because I've seen that happen on a local level. I've already, uh, we don't need to share the same stories over and over again. That might tie into the whole issue of inconsistency in general when it comes to grading. Yeah. Um, but we've seen it. We've seen Which I've it been happen. I've been complaining about since day one. But <laughs> yeah, and we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen. It's a real thing. So I mean, it's exciting that at the very least, uh, between this acquisition and there's another one we should mention that CCG, Correct. which owns the sports card grading company CGS, yes. as well as the comic book grading company DGC. Perfect. As well as as well as coins NGC yes. and they got listen if it's gradable they slab it uh, I perfect think except, except so for video games I think they were also acquired uh, <laughs> on the same day actually by um, Blackstone Investments which happens right. to be uh, the investment firm that Jay Z has personally put money into so at the very least and, and, and believe me Jay Z doesn't know what the hell's going on with that stuff. no but okay. he knows to follow the money. Signing- no, but I'm just putting it out there for yeah, people yeah. who think it's super cool that Jay Z is involved. He's just signing stuff, and he's like, whatever. He Trust just me. he's following Trust the money, you know. Yeah. And and that's just give kind a of my crap point. about your Jordans. Yeah. My point is that there is m- like serious money coming into the serious, like serious money. So at the very least, you know that you are on the right track when it comes to collecting in sports cards. I mean, just enjoying this hobby specifically, like the fact that there are so many big players making big time acquisitions on the companies that you interact with, you know, maybe on a daily basis or hear news about on a daily basis means that the hobby that you've chosen is quite lucrative. But as a result of it now being quite lucrative, I do think that we almost need to reevaluate you know, if, if you're making plays, what you should be doing, if that makes sense. Of course. Like, I think yeah. that, I think that they're, at least right now, that if you're going to grade a base card, I, I mean, you almost have to think twice. Like, honestly, like I, and that's just, it's kind of crazy to say, um, because I mean, they're still rookie cards, right? But yeah. it's just almost not worth it to grade a base card right now. And there are still, and there's still a base of collectors that their budget is about twenty to a hundred dollars. We're not all high rollers. We're yes. not all spending four figures. You know, we got to get some perspective here. I agree, and that's so yes. I'm, okay, I, I'm I my my Acuna cards are no longer worth what they used to be. Am I going to go post about it and curl up in a ball? I I do like to curl up in a ball a lot like in the fetal position and rock back and forth, but that's yeah. for many different reasons. I'm not going to do it about my Acunas because hockey is doing great and the hockey market is brisk and it's exciting actually to yeah. tell you the truth. And by the way, you can't force like, you know, uh, this isn't the cardboard coaches telling you to do hockey. No. If you're, if you're a baseball fan and you don't know anything about hockey, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and start buying hockey. Uh, you might, I know some people who are starting to dip into it, um, but you can't, that's a major change. That's changing sports. But I'm just saying, as someone who loves hockey, it is exciting as hell right now. There's you have so you have options in hockey right now. You have opportunities, but the market is super healthy. No one's talking about this. Okay. No. Like they're just talking about the bad stuff. 
Um, there's, there's plenty of opportunities in baseball. Something can happen overnight. The market's very reactive when it comes to baseball performance. Okay. Yeah. Basketball. It, it's, it's, it was just too hot for too it long. It was just too hot. Like, Which I mean, we had base, say, you had base rookie cards that were like $500. Which is like, not to say it can't come back. It's just, it's got to calm down. It's I agree. But if you um, look at, let's say like Acuna versus Doncic. Okay. Let's just compare the two players, right? Like both have not really won anything to be honest. Um, all the and, potential in the world. Right? But Doncic's rookie card, almost the same pop, if not more, was like $1,500. Yeah. And Acuna's was at the highest point, what, 375 Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and look, it looks like a lot of people were even resistant to get that Luka down below 1000 I mean, it is what, now. It's but, 750 now, I think. But, but they were fighting, man, they are fighting tooth and nail. It's still like, that card's not going to disappear. The Acuna, I mean, you offer it at the right price right now, it'll, it will get purchased, okay? It's I agree. Still, still a great card. Um, I completely agree. I'm just saying that, like, it's um, just, I was comparing basketball to baseball, and it, I just, like, it just almost, some of it didn't make sense. I mean, <laughs> it didn't make sense that, like, a Seku or a Ball Ball was 150 bucks, and the guy played seven games or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, something, I, I think, if it I smells think, fishy, it's yeah. probably fish. And, and we can, there you go. And we can look back and we can be like, Hey, who are these people? Like there were a lot of entrants into the hobby from the sneaker world. And from a, from a point of view where basketball was very valued, it is an international sport, man. It is. And it's an exciting sport too. There's a lot. Look, I don't want this to get, you know, um, uh, uh, like we're not bashing basketball and, and I don't want to bash your sport, right? Yeah. But, um, I was watching a compilation of Triumph, the insult dog, the other day. I don't know if you remember him from back in the day. No, I don't. Uh, he's a Robert Smigel creation where he was on Conan O'Brien. He was just he's very good at making fun of people. And he he visited a like a, a, a little Italy during a World like, Cup. Yeah, okay, like the, and, like during and, okay, the Italian. Okay, so you can game. see where you can see where this is going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who will make fun of soccer. They will say it's you know it's this it's a slow moving sport with guys rolling around and very minimal scoring. But that, that being said, it appeals to people. There's a lot about it that is appealing. I don't want to talk negatively about soccer, even though I do. Uh, my favorite soccer moment of all time does not involve the soccer ball. It involves a guy's head getting headbutted into another it's funny. guy's head. It's funny. You know, just, I was going to peg you as the, the Zidane moment was your favorite And I was li- we were at a bar. It was live. I, I was like, this is better than WrestleMania. And... Uh, you know, but basketball is an exciting game and there's a lot of great, t- like, so again, the whole, the whole issue of the, what the era that we're in right now, there's a lot of talent because of our science, our health sciences, uh, genetics, um, you know, the, the privileges and advantages that a lot of athletes have, not all of them. Cause when we get into the realm of baseball, we're talking about guys that came from absolute poverty. Yeah. Um, and there's other examples too, but hockey look let's be honest it's a game of privilege oh yeah when you line everything up just to have a skating rink just to have skates when you line it all up the finances healthy eating good genetics uh happiness as a child you are getting supreme athletes there is a golden age going on right now in in baseball okay Uh, the talent is unbelievable basketball basketball is changing hands too man i mean basketball is having an explosion of talent um, that's one of the things also driving the market. If we, yes. if we had a, if we didn't have these, if we were living in the mid nineties, late nineties of, of hockey, when we our our hopes were on players like Sergei Samsonov and Jeff Friesen, you know, it's, it, it's just, there were, the players weren't there. The players yeah. are here now. It's also kind of driving the market and, and there's opportunities and, and there's exciting stuff going on. Um, that's what we should be focusing on. Not this, not this kind of um, artificial hype that came in, which I think drove the basketball. But by the way, the existence of Luka Doncic was an important part of it. For sure. Because you had a guy at the top performing the way he was. Then the question became, who's the next guy who's going to perform like that? Maybe this guy is a once in a lifetime talent. So we got to pump this up way high. And then, uh, you know, and then see who comes in afterwards. Oh, and Zion's coming in. It was the perfect storm. Like imagine if, we had this kind of market back in 15 and 16 in hockey. 
when it was boom McDavid, then it was boom and Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're running behind in hockey, um, and it's tricky too because we've also had those periods of one or two years where the number one draft pick is not immediately. We're in one right now in hockey. Yeah, we're, we're, we're relying we're relying on the previous um, in incoming superstars because right now it's a little slow. Capocacco, Jack Hughes, Lafreniere. It's not it's not on fire. But thankfully, we have other guys that that pop in. Um, and, Car- and Kirill the Thrill, man, twenty six year old stud out of KHL. Right. So there you go. So we 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 still have other exciting opportunities. The, the the thing with so I was an early proponent of CSG. Funny how that's kind of faded. Um, I really wish that they'd spoken to us and were as open as some of the other companies. Um, I kept talking about the fact that they grade coins. They grade comics. They are the number. I don't know what their standing is per hobby uh, because I don't necessarily think they're tops in coins, by the way, but they are the undisputed champions in the hottest guys. The hottest collectible market right now is comic books. Well, I mean, Disney Disney plus Disney plus exists basically for Marvel. Let's get real here. I don't care if you believe me or not, or if you understand it or not. But comic books in the last month and a half have quadrupled. Um, there is an appreciation for all the different eras. The key first issue comics are, are through the roof. And, and that is a big, that is something that needs to be acknowledged in this conversation because CG, CGS is making big money via their comic arm. Yeah. And they have big aspirations in their card arm. So this isn't just like a situation where here's a new company. There's a Canadian company putting up billboards. There's HGA that I think is still even to this day building momentum. There's dude, some- they're, they're opening offices like monthly, dude. Like I'm not even joking. And, and so, their subs are up to like, I think it's 7,500 a day now, which is, I mean, it was at f- like 250, 500. So, right. So CGS is, we're talking about, you know, their old money and money coming in and now new money uh, from from Blackstone. And uh, there's something there. I, I, you and I still don't even know if they accept submissions from Canada. I don't know. I got to check sure, it out. I'm sure all it takes is an email or if someone out there wants to let the cardboard coaches know, please. Um, but if they do, I can't say I'm not going to dig into, you see this box here, Brendan? What does this say? Grading. Okay. There it is. It's, by the way, it's full. I got a full one too. So there's got to be something in here that I am going to be uh, sending off to CSG, even though they don't want to be my friend. Dude, I have a monster I'll of a soccer friend. card coming in. My God. Through eBay. Oh, you have a grail coming in? Um, it could be a future grail. It's, Man, like not 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 only are you grinning, but the the, the edges of your mustache are starting to twirl I, up. Even I think more. it's going to be a monster, to be honest. I think it's. Is this a new player or a? Classic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's. I think he's good. I think he's... the excitement, the, the 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 look on your mustache right now tells me that we are still strong in this hobby when it comes to the excitement, um, the collecting fun. So let's talk about. Shall we talk about card shows really quickly here? Let's do it. Because there's a big one coming up at the end of the month. God, man, if, 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 the, if certain things line up, there might be a special appearance by the cartel. And when I say special appearance, what that means is he'll be behind you. Um, you'll hear him sniffing around behind you. And then he'll say hi and then quickly run off into a corner and curl up into a ball. Nice. But it might happen. It might happen. But I'll tell you what. There's a big chance that the Sports Card Expo of Toronto, Canada will be going down in November. Um, and a lot of people ask about that. They're like, how, how big is that? It's big. It is. And especially for hockey card collectors, it's the one. And, uh, it, it might be bigger than ever. I, and I truly trust the team that puts that, that, that show on, uh, they are very aware and they're very much on the pulse of the hobby. And that guy, Steve, um, has been pushing for this show. He has not been a big fan of the lockdowns. I mean, who is? Um, I trust that they will uh, make the right moves to make something special happen uh, as long as our federal government plays along. 
So, no, we can't. so you and I may be able to attend a live no. show. I mean, if it happens, we will be there. So let's quickly talk about, so rather than me babbling about certain elements of shows, as someone who's not been to a card show, Brendan, yeah. what would you imagine some, now, now you're in a unique position, you, 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 may, you may end up exhibiting. Um, or you or, or either way, look, exhibiting or, or attending, whatever it is, what do you think some important issues would be? So what are some things on your mind when it comes to the show that pop, that pop up? We will definitely be exhibiting if there's a show, by the way. Okay. So, <laughs> so what would you think are some important things to kind of? Uh, make sure you bring cash. Um, you know, no one wants to be fumbling around with PayPal accounts and transfer information and checks. And I don't know what other money orders. Bring cash if you're going to a show. Cash I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's ATMs as well. You know, it's all good. Um, I, you know, negotiate, but don't lowball. If and and what I mean by that is make sure you understand what the price of this card is. And if let's say you look at a card and it says fifteen hundred dollars on it, and you know that it goes for like seven fifty, eight hundred bucks, maybe that person needs to get fifteen hundred bucks back in order for it to be profitable. So maybe you just don't like have a conversation about it, or or, or maybe or maybe someone priced that a month ago. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible, right? But um, ask what, I mean, if it's negotiable and just don't be disrespectful with, with the, and make sure if you are going to negotiate, have comps, don't just be like, well, I think this is worth 400, 500 bucks. Um, another thing, you know, I, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, don't touch a card that isn't yours. Like, I mean, I understand like maybe inspecting it, but like, that's it, you know, just like, a lot of times you can inspect it from, from where it's at. Um, especially because as, as someone who let's say has their own booth, there are so many people coming to and from that it's hard to keep track of everybody. And it's, it's, it's very much situational. You ask politely yeah. and, and if it makes sense, you know, right. But, but there, you know, if you're going to purchase a card, you're probably going to want a closer look. Oh no, ask, for sure. For sure. I'm not saying that you only get to inspect it from like nine, nine, like nine meters away. I'm just saying that like, I mean, people are obviously going to be weary of who's holding their cards and, you know, I, I don't run off with someone's cards again. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, yeah. I mean, what, what else would you suggest? Well, we'll get to that in a second. What you just said, um, look, uh, this is going to be a whether you're going to the national and it is called the national. I don't know why people pluralize it. Um, I mean, it's multiple days, but I mean, when you pluralize it, uh, it sounds like it's, uh, I don't know. It's a Washington it's baseball of, team. It's some sort of tournament or something, but uh, yeah. it is the national. Uh, whether you're going to that, whether you're going to the expo, whether you're going to your local car show, it is a large gathering of people, uh, depending, right? There, I've been to some pretty tiny shows as well. Those are fun too, um, but it is a large gathering of people. Uh, sorry to bring it up, but there will be theft and there will be a lot of questionable stuff going on. So I'm just going to, get into that real quick and then just kind of slide through it because a lot of it is common sense, but there's going to be like first time uh, exhibitors um, in, in bunches uh, more so than ever. Uh, so uh, you got to be aware. Um, it is a very tricky task to be alone uh, in a, in a large booth set up at a large show. So clear, you know, and everyone tends to understand this. They have help with them. Uh, that's very important to keep multiple eyes on things. Um, count the cash that's being handed to you. I've had, I've been shortchanged and I've also been given too much cash. Uh, so count the cash that's handed to you. Um, keep an eye out. There are, there is theft. Uh, there has not been a show that's gone by. Uh, there's not been an expo where there hasn't been some hubbub or some drama about theft. Uh, and uh, that's just natural. That's human nature, and it's going to happen. If you see sketchy stuff happening, report it. I mean, this is the same thing as IG, right? Where some people just don't want to yeah. report bad behavior for whatever reason. Report it to protect your fellow dealers, to protect your fellow showgoers. If you see sketchy behavior, this is the one regret I have, particularly from the last expo, was that I was not more vocal about letting other people know that there's someone shortchanging, about letting other people know that there's someone who's acting sketchy, touching stuff, behaving in a very strange fashion. 
it's very easy to kind of figure out who who is uh, who has some bad intentions. Uh, now let's get let's get to some uh, more subtle stuff that is important: uh, deodorant and how you smell. I do not want to smell your cologne. I don't want to smell your Axe body spray like right up in my grill, but uh, I definitely don't want to smell your body odor. And it can build up in very subtle ways. I am someone who suffers from anxiety sweats. Yeah. I'm very open about this, okay? Like, and uh, there is a certain sense of anxiety when people are running around and you're making deals. I, I, I think about this from the perspective of not only a, an exhibitor, but also just from an attendee. Um, you will build up, when you make that deal for grail, it might take 30 minutes and you yeah. are sweating. You're kind of subconsciously, you're kind of, you're sweating. And uh, just like bring deodorant with you, keep it reasonable, shower in between the goddamn days if there's multiple days. Um, you know, like, especially for exhibitors, there are long days, you get home, you're tired, you want to have a beer and then go to bed, but like take a shower. Yeah. Wear different clothes. I think in general is, is a good idea uh, from day to day. People are going to notice that. Um, and that's, that's just important on so many levels. All it takes is one random guy who shows up, starts chatting you up at your booth and they stink and no one's going to want to be around your booth. Um, so just from my own personal experiences, I had, I had a booth, a co-booth holder who loved to get into really intense conversations yeah. with, with people about all sorts of intense issues. That's for Instagram and card porn. That's not for the show. Yeah. I don't want you having an intense conversation about population control or fraud yeah, yeah, yeah. or fake slabs yeah, yeah, when yeah, I'm yeah. selling slabs and there's people all around me. Yeah. Get that out of there. No intense conversations at the table. There are at the expo, there will be a nice area for breaking. There will be a nice area for chatting while you have your pizza pizza that you're going to spend $12. There's, there are sections where you can go and do that. Do not do that around the table. Don't do it around my table. Don't be that attendee who starts having that conversation near someone's table that you don't even know. And now you're affecting their business. You can affect their business with your smell. Yeah. You oh yeah, for sure. With your attitude. Yeah. Um, and uh, along those lines as well, there's kids everywhere. I had an, and again, I had another co booth dweller who had really loose lips and look there is a there's another thing in the hobby i've noticed last little while there's so much casual hatred and bigotry and language like who the hell are we are we bikers are we like are are, are we hell's angels at the bar or are we card collectors what is going on here there's throwing around words that are just obscene for absolutely no reason. Is it to make you more of a man? I don't get it. Maybe your slabs aren't enough to make you a man. Now you want to use horrible language. Just you tell them. You know, to show us how, how, how manly and cool you are. But there's kids everywhere. And I don't know what's wrong with you. If you can't seem to communicate without using coarse language, you know what? You shouldn't be out in public to begin with. Maybe, maybe like really reevaluate re who you are and what you're doing. Because you need to learn how to communicate without swearing. And when you're swearing, there's kids everywhere. There's parents with their kids. Be very aware of the fact that, you know, one of the big things that we want to push in this hobby, we spoke to Peter Pacman long, long ago. Inclusivity. Yeah, inclusivity oh yeah. And making Everybody. people comfortable. Yeah. So don't be, don't be that sexist. As, I mean, we do swear sometimes here at Cardboard Coaches. because I mean, we're it's not, mainly me. I'm not in a, in a situation where I'm forcing anyone to listen to me. Yeah. There's too many assholes using sexist language, using racist language. Um, I, look, I'm going to just out there and say it. I've had friends and quote unquote friends in the hobby. People have done shows with me. Use racist language in front of me, at me. I don't understand. And that's a quick way to not be my friend ever again. Because I just, I don't get, it. I've never understood it. I don't get it just in regular society. I don't get it when we get together as a, a group of collectors. Rain that shit in. You and, tell them. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, man. Other than that, have a game plan. I think there's, there's a lot of great accounts out have there. Have a budget, are, you know. Yeah, that I've talked about this. Have a budget, have a game plan because you're going to be so overwhelmed. Yeah. You can also get this fizzy feeling in your head, almost like you're, you're high or on drugs, I swear to God, uh, especially as an exhibitor, because you're just, you're just boom, boom, boom. You're talking, you're selling, you're buying, 
you, you, you got to stay hydrated. You got to have snacks. You got to have a game plan and you got to watch out for that head fizziness. And if you are someone who likes to enjoy, for example, here in Canada, if you want to um, step out and, and enjoy some form of mental manipulation, let's put it that way, man, you better be prepared for what that's like because it's not the same as when you're at home with your buddies, when you're with tens of thousands of people surrounded by the stuff that you love and that's got you all hype. Ooh, boy. What you're saying is you should target the people who are smoking the Mary Joanna. Sure. That's one of the many things that goes on. But uh, yes, uh, bring a positive attitude, bring a game plan, um, map things out. There's, I love the people who are mapping things out. They're just like table 518 is these guys and they have some slabs. Table 632 has some oddball stuff that I've got my eyes on. You also have, you also have multiple days to figure your, figure your stuff out. Um, but I will tell you this, a lot of times people are like, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna jump on this because I got a few days. Someone else might. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. There may be some disappointment if you don't jump on the right thing at the right time. Hey man, back in 2019, I told the guy, I'll be back. To, I'll be back for that bat down Acuna. I'll be back. And when I got back, Brendan, was the bat down Acuna waiting for me? It sure wasn't. So yeah, that's, that's a thing as well. How much was it? I don't, you you want to go there? You want to, you want to, you want to drag me through this? It was $200 and it was sharp. It wasn't graded. And you're like, wait a minute, the Aton I know would have been all over that. But yeah, you know what? I mean, Dif different time, you know, different circumstances. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I, your finances I, were like, right? Like, you know, I mean, I, I was at a table, I was running yeah. around. Look, it's cool. I get it. It's a regret. It's a regret. Okay. It's a regret. Um, now, listen, unfortunately, yeah, we, we, I, I we hope you enjoyed going. today's podcast. We dropped uh, a lot of information in a small amount of time. But consider this one as like a refresher or an information gathering session by the cardboard coaches. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you've enjoyed the holiday and will continue to enjoy the holiday. Perhaps some of you are still on holidays. And uh, let's keep this hobby strong. Let's keep this hobby alive. And let's keep this hobby a hobby. The market is strong. Go make some moves. And buy and slab what you love. Take care, team.